God Predictions. Yes, we do. Welcome to Movie Goat. I am Justin, and with me today, I have a very special guest. He is the Daddy of the South, Daddy of Dorn. He is the first of his name, and maybe his last, Will. That's kind of depressing. Uh, pleasure to be here. Well, you're almost 30, and you have no kids yet, oh. so what will happen first? George R.R. R. Martin finishes his book series, or Will has a child? That, that's probably, that's, that's a good betting line in Vegas, I bet. What's that, like 10 years? Yeah, maybe both have 10 years to finish? <laughs> I, I hope to God that book is out in by 2029 well he's got like two books to go right that's the rumor but uh some people think it could be as many as three but i i don't yeah oh wow but but you should ideally and hopefully just two so here we are now we're doing game of thrones just like every other effing podcaster in the world we decided to throw our two cents (laughs) in because why not uh i love the show i've read the first book I'm on the second book. It's been two years now. Will, he has read all the books, and he's watched the entire run of the series. He was happy with it until season seven. Why did season seven disappoint you, Will? Oh, man. They just ran out of... I think they ran out of George's material, and they just don't know what the heck to do. I mean, it... We know they ran out of material, but what made the show different to you? It's... George R. R. Martin is a master of weaving this rich tapestry of characters, having them all in different locations and different spots and different parts of the story and the plot and somehow all affecting each other. And it seems that the writers and directors of the show, since they ran out of material, their inclination for how to end it is, let's, let's, let's have everyone team up. Let's have everyone join in on the fight against the white walkers because because that's what has to happen so it's like instead of kind of weaving around the story which is what george has done uh for you know five books uh it's just like up mad rush to get everyone in the same spot fight the whites and probably win so i don't know it's just boring to me it's it's very stock it doesn't feel like game of thrones yeah that season definitely catered to the fans it gave them exactly what they dreamed of, like it was written for them specifically. Yeah, it feels like fan service. But the writers like didn't have a lot to go off. I think yeah. George gave them like footnotes or major plot points, and that like that was it. Well, so he's. I, I don't want. Uh, let me interject for a second. Allegedly, he's given them some direction. So, like the Hodor thing, the hold the door, apparently came a hundred percent from George R. R. Martin. He told them that that part of the plot um, and, and gave that to them. Uh, I think I read somewhere that the end of, was it the end of season six where they blow up uh, the, I forget what, yeah, in King's Landing and uh, Tommen kills himself when Marjorie's dead. I'm pretty sure that came from him as well. Don't quote me on that, but I think I read that somewhere. And that actually, that's my favorite episode of Game of Thrones. That whole opening sequence, that whole opening sequence with the great music, um, really, I mean, just, it's it's the best cinematography they've done. Um, just the whole thing was laid out so 
well. Uh, that's that's my favorite sequence. I think that was great. So, but but just I don't know. I we were talking about this yesterday, and uh, I enjoyed from season seven. I I thought the whole tier uh, not Tyrion, Jamie and um, Bronn fighting the dragon. That whole episode, that whole part was um, outstanding. Re- good storytelling. Um, you know, just just great looking shots and everything, but everything else just felt, you know, uh, I don't know, stale, boring, and, and just like, it, you know, like, like something I'd read on a Game of Thrones fan fiction website. So I enjoyed the season. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. It wasn't one of the best of Game of Thrones, but it was still good TV. Uh, nothing really crazy happened. The deaths that were, that were there were kind of expected. But, I mean, the showrunners, they they might have other things they want to do. Uh, they've been doing this for, like, 10 years. So maybe they just wanted to get it over with. And, I mean, George R. R. Martin, like, this is his whole entire life. Yeah, and he's a master storyteller. He's he, he's actually, it's interesting to look at his credits, his uh, writing credits. He wrote on some TV shows and stuff before he started the books, or at least while he was doing the books. I mean, the guy is a master storyteller. And that's one difference between... Martin and the showrunners, Martin has time. The showrunners, I mean, they have to produce a product for HBO. They're not at the mercy of George R.R. Martin like the publishers are for a book. So they need to get things done. I mean, the actors are aging. They have contracts. They want to make money. They have other things they could do if they're not going to be on the show. So they don't have like a year hiatus kind of thing. So that's kind of the difference between them. Yes, the show sped everything up. Everything happened fast. And it was kind of off-putting when you watch it for so long and everything takes forever to get somewhere. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're there. Boom, they're there. Boom, they're there. So, yeah, I guess that's like, it's the differences. It's more of the pacing issues. It's I, I think they just... It's almost like they really weren't sure how fast to progress through the story, how much time they had. It's almost like at first, you know, when, when Ari is going across to Bravos and doing all this stuff, it's I think they felt like, oh, we have all the time in the world to work with. George R. R. Martin is gonna, you know, get done with these books. And now it was just like, oh crap, we gotta speed up the story a little bit. So um, same thing with Gendry. But but even the past the, the last season I thought had a lot of pacing issues. It had tone issues. Couldn't quite make up its mind what it wanted to be. Um, the whole Ed Sheeran thing. I don't want to jump on that too much. But that was just come on. That was a two minute scene. Yeah, but maybe it, but it was showing it took the, me, the Lannister soldiers didn't want to be. It took in that me war. right out of the story. And he might have sang for thirty seconds. Was it fun? Did you have fun? I had a little fun. Did you have fun? I didn't. I have don't fun. really care about Ed Sheeran, but it was one little scene. I don't know why you're so upset. Did you about it. Did you need Ed Sheeran to to help you with that? To help you humanize the Lannisters? Look, I know Ed Sheeran's one song, so it was nice to hear him sing something different for a change. Give me a another perspective on his music. So what are we doing here? Um, we're gonna kind of place where everyone is in the Game of Thrones board. We're going to kind of have predictions of the first episode and maybe the season. And then we're going to get into our Game of Thrones game called uh, Got Predictions. And it's kind of like a fantasy draft that goes through the whole weeks and it changes. And 
We'll see how that goes. So right now, Danny and John are sailing to Westeros after doing the dirty deed. It was not done dirt cheap, though. Because it may end up costing them in the end. Ugh. That's so stupid. Oh, come on. If you... If if that was Rant, you'd make love to her. And I like how the, the role reversal, or at first, he or she's on top at first, and then he's on top, so he's kind of like conquering her, so I might be saying something there. The weirdest part was Tyrion creeping on him. That was the best part. All right, so where do you think John and Daenerys go from there? Well, if I was John, I wouldn't go anywhere. I'd stay right in that bed. Um... It's been a while for him. I, the last person was eager that he had Egret, relations yeah. with. I don't know. I, I, all right. So, so as to where they are going. Um, well, they're going to Winterfell. We know yes. that. I, man, I hope that their shipwrecks or something happens. <laughs> and no, 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 not I, no, no. I hope something interesting happens on their way. You know there. for a fact they go to Winterfell. No, no, no. That's that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I hope something interesting happens on the way there. Like I, I, I hope, guarantee you, nothing. Happens. I know that, and that's the worst. It's see, am I predicting? Am I predicting what I think these boring writers are going to come up with, or am I telling you what I want to happen? You know, so both, obviously. Yeah. Well, they'll they'll end up in Winterfell. I hope something happens first. But um, man, wouldn't it be cool if? Something crazy happened. They had to change course and go back east and take Jon Snow east and because there's, I don't know, something going on out there, some conflict that needs resolved. That would be cool. But no, we're going to have all the characters meet up in Winterfell, lose the battle, and then move down south to King's Landing for one final uh, wow, you're stand. just jumping straight to the yeah, end. Yeah, I am. We're like doing episode one predictions right now, but, you know, whatever. Who cares? Listen, this is what happens, right? She gets seasick. <laughs> but is it is it seasickness? But wait, wait. Or wait, is it... Uh, shut up, oh, man. I jumped shut ahead, up. didn't I? <laughs> Let me tell my story. Morning sickness. Morning so she's sickness. throwing up overboard. <laughs> so, so she's like, oh, no, I, I feel his seed inside oh. me. <laughs> he's got magic sperm. He's, he's like an undead dude. The magic brought him back, so he has, like, magic sperm now. So that baby starts growing, like, instantaneously in her body. So you got Cersei pregnant. You got Daenerys pregnant. Which baby will be born first? I forgot Cersei was Is she pregnant, though? I mean, she's a lying bee. You can't trust her. All right, so we have Arya and Sansa. In the trailer, Arya's running for her life in the crypts of Winterfell. So Right. I think, I, I think they split up. Um, I'm not sure how. I think if if I had to guess, I'd say Sansa probably stays at Winterfell, and Arya has some sort of mission. Hopefully, I think it'd be cool if it's down south. Maybe she has to take Bran back north. I don't know, but I think I think you need to split them up because. But again, this is wishful thinking. I'm I'm hoping they split up the cast and that we're not just all going to meet at the end of episode one. So for Arya and Sansa, I really think Arya is going to bite it. I think she's going to die in a battle somewhere. And I believe Queen of Winterfell will be Sansa. I think she'll take the reins. Or maybe the Warden of Winterfell, whatever the hell Ned was. The Warden of the North. She'll be whatever that is. And they'll chant, Queen of the North! Yes. Queen of the North! For her. I don't know. Uh, I I agree. I think Arya will die. I And I, I agree Sansa is more likely to live. But I don't think she will. I think Sansa will inevitably die as well. But I think that um, 
I agree. I do think Arya is going to die. It really just doesn't. I don't see her staying alive in terms of her character. Yeah, it 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 just it it kind of would feel weird if the girl who's just you know kind of taken over this you know she's become this really dark character survives. But then again, uh, I don't want to spoil some of my predictions, but I, but I kind of have a little twist in mind for what I hope they do with the ending. So. So yesterday, Will and I were talking about Arya and Sansa and Littlefinger and their kind of triangle yes. of deception and whatnot. So I found this thing on the internet. Well, do you want to, should we and, talk about my thoughts on what they okay. did with Littlefinger first and then you Go can for tell. It. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, so what Justin and I were talking about, what they did with Littlefinger, who in the books, um, uh, and, and really they did a great job with him early on in the show. Uh, he's, I mean, Littlefinger is the architect of really the plot of the books. He he gets everything going, which is revealed at the end of the third book and um, revealed in the show uh, when he, before he throws uh, Liza out the moon door. Um, but he's a really important character and, and really a nuanced and intricate character. Uh, there's a lot going on. He's definitely a mystery. And just kind of how they treated him in the last season was disappointing it's it's like they decided that we want him he, we're, we're out of ideas with him we don't know what to do with him at this point because now we're at the end and we can't think of any way to use him so you know let's let's create a really boring plot point for Sansa to have him die by the at the end of the season and it's just you know it, it's really dull and 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 anticlimactic so, but but you were saying you read a theory that's saying what? Yeah, unless he's still alive. That's the theory. He's a man from Bravos. I mean, he came from nothing. He knew about the faceless men. He was playing coy with Sansa about the ability of the the faceless men to kill. He he. It's hard to believe he let two teenagers trick him so blatantly like when he's trying to plot and he made it really easy for Arya to follow all these points so why would he do all that knowing he can, can come back and bite him so at one point he has a meeting with these people and they pass a coin and they are saying that a faceless man is taking his place to pay a debt because you know death pays for life so this guy's giving up his life to die for Littlefinger and that's what happens in the um in the hall where he gets murdered right there, it's actually another person taking his life, which is far more interesting than what they came up with. Yeah. Uh, it'd be cool if there was a twist there. Uh, um, but he's an incredible actor and he did a great job with, uh, with little finger through, you know, six seasons and then they gave him nothing in the seventh season to work with. But, um, yeah, I, I, that'd be really cool if, if we get, you know, at least him playing or portraying Littlefinger in some way, even if it's flashback or something, I hope, you know, we get him back. Cause he is my, he is my favorite character in the books and formerly on the show. So, um, yeah, I, I just think, you know, he's so, he, he's just such an interesting character. There's so much depth to him and they just, like you said, surface level this last season. But the hound is my favorite, like hands down period. Yeah. All right. I, I buy that. That's a, he's a great character. 
Okay, so one I don't care too much about, Bran Stark, Brandon <laughs> Stark, a.k.a. Yeah. Three-Eyed Raven, a.k.a. Cripple, a.k.a. doesn't want to tell you what's going on because he's a selfish bee. Um, he knows everything. He can see everything. I don't... So, uh, in the books, the last thing you see Bran doing is he gets the Three-Eyed Raven, and he's kind of going... The, the Raven's kind of giving him training on kind of, you know, how to be the three-eyed raven. And uh, it's, but it's it's interesting, at least at that point, it's still, you know, he's got these powers, but he's still Bran. And I'm with you. All of a sudden, he shows back up, and he's a completely different character. And uh, I actually thought Bran was really interesting. I looked forward to his point of view chapters in the books. And then, you know, with the show that he he's, like, become this, on like this zombie character so if you think about it i mean this kid is what like 13 or 14 years old Yeah, the book's even younger but yeah so imagine having all this information flooded into your brain at once like when neo's downloading a program his eyes are fluttering you know he's going crazy like that's a lot to take in for anyone let alone a 12 year old so i can cut him some slack on like being able to focus on the 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 task at hand unless he knows the end game and he he just has to kind of bide his time to figure out what they need to do or are they supposed to figure out figure it out on their own uh i don't know he could be teaching lessons he could be the night king i'd be i'd be i'd be okay with that i i think that would be uh kind of an interesting plot point i really subscribe to that theory last year during the seventh season. Um, and I, I think I still do. I, I think they they kind of open that box, and I, I don't think you can you can do that without it coming to fruition. So I'm going to say yes. So you believe the Night King is coming for Bran? Yes. Yes, I do. So I'm a little confused on that whole story. Is he coming to destroy himself? Is he trying to eliminate everything? I don't know. Everything? I don't know. Clean now, maybe everything out. Maybe he's coming for Bran, but doesn't want to kill him. Maybe he wants to do something else with him. I don't know. It's a lot to to guess about. We have no idea if he's coming for Bran. Should they just let him through? Should they sacrifice Bran to the Night King? Kind of like how they did it in the earlier seasons, sacrificing the children mm-hmm. to them to satisfy their needs to build their army. I suppose. Um, well, I just don't really know. What the Night King wants? Well, that's a good question. What what is the what does the Night King want? I, for all we know, he might have a really noble goal in mind, and he actually might be, um, yeah, he might be the quote unquote good guy. Um, I I kind of like that. But next, what about Sammy? Sam, I am. Samwise the Brave. He just found out that John was a true Targaryen, so that's cool. He's on uh, on his way probably to tell John. Yeah, I uh well, I think uh the way they did that reveal was kind of ham-fisted. Is it Bran doing the voiceover? One it's either Bran or Sam doing the voiceover and he's just like, "Yeah, but they and they come out and say it. Like, yeah, we just saw it and then they're like, "Oh my gosh, that means he's the son He's a Targaryen. That means he has Targaryen blood. No shit. I mean, gosh. Anyway, I just had to get that out because that was really Some handled poorly. Some people don't get the subtleties. Well. You know what? 
And if you don't get it, you shouldn't be watching this show. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's like the biggest non-secret in the Game of Thrones universe for the past. I mean, uh, but long before the fifth book ever came out, people were kind of, uh, and this is, of course, we're going back to like 2010 now. But uh, when you have that kind of time to theorize, someone's going to be yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, I, I, I mean, I, I'm okay with that. It, it really makes sense for the um, the plot. It was set up in book one and season one. So uh, I'm all I'm all for that. Think that it'll be fun to see to, to have John figure out he's sleeping with his aunt. Aunt, yeah, yeah. Aunt. Uh, that'll be that'll be a good episode. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> but will they even care? I mean, you have Jamie and Cersei twins together forever in more ways than eh. one, multiple times, eh, multiple could, kids. Could be worse. Gross. Could be worse. <laughs> Aunt and nephew is not that bad. This is Game of Thrones. You know, you got to keep that blood pure. Jamie gives his thumb says. thumbs up. Yeah, that one thumb up, considering he only has one hand. Once he gets to like that golden thumb. So do you think Sammy makes it? Yeah. I read one thing that he might actually be writing the story right now. Uh, I think, um, yeah. I, so it's here's, here's what I think. I think either him or Gilly get out, not both. All right, well, I'm team Gilly, because I think she's actually writing the story, because they have that scene at the uh, Citadel where Sam... Is right. reading and reading. He's like, I'm tired of reading stories about better men. So he finally, you know, ponies up and gets yeah. his dad's sword and they, goes they on his actually, own journey. As I, I agree 100%. As much as I did not like the last season, I thought they uh, did a great job with developing Sam's character and uh, giving him some good moments. But I, I, I think, I really think, so uh, looking at this two different ways, Sam, either Sam makes it out or Gilly, not both. Uh, if Gilly dies, that's a, you know, you can look at that as a really important moment for Sam. Um, like you said, he writes the the book of of the song of ice and fire. I mean, it could be. It's a theory. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. But but I like, I mean, that, that makes sense. I want or, Gilly to right. be there because she's learning how to read and write and be more poetic if she sure. came like, so far to write a whole book. Would be quite impressive. So here's here's what like I think. A children's book to her. Here's, her here's son. what I think. I if if George R. R. Martin is writing the story, Sam dies and Gilly lives. If if these show creators write the story, it's the other way around. No, if, if they write it, they all will live. Of course. <laughs> no, no. It'll be one no, happy family no. living in a meadow while Sam's telling. <laughs> he the story puts him on his lap. How he defeated Sam, the whites. They could. Did you think about? The, all right. So the end of Lord of the Rings is Sam putting his son on his. I think it, or it's his daughter on his lap and says, "Well, I'm back." It's the last line of the book. I could, what if what if they just went for the Lord of the Rings ending and he puts Sam Sam Junior on his lap and says, "Well, I'm back." If they do that, the final season, like the final episode, will be 80 minutes of endings. Just this person's <laughs> ending, then this person's ending. Fade to black. Oh, remember Valaria Sand? Here's her ending. Look at her her child being eaten by rats still. They're getting the skin off off the bone there. But I just, um, I hope Sam makes it. He's one of my favorite characters. I mean, they've been around the whole time. Yeah, that lovable loser. He's like Tommy Boy of, uh, of the 
Game of Thrones universe, but I think he's going to die and Gilly's going to move on. All right, so we've talked about the Night King a lot, so I don't want to go too much more into detail about him. But I did read one thing that was interesting. Um, there's a theory that he might be able to raise the buried, like the already dead that's been dead for a very long time that might just be bones. And they're saying that in the crypt of Winterfell, he can raise them up to fight from the inside out oh, against the gosh. Starks. I hope not. <laughs> Come on, can you imagine... Nearly headless. How about completely headless Nick You're rising really headless from the grave Nick. to face his own daughter? That'd be um, so amazing. And then, like, Liana and all those other people that were there. I I don't know if he can do that. I would be... I would check out. What? I would... It'd be I a would fun be, twist, man. I would be completely checked Listen, out. Listen, there's show. two things you know about the Night King. He's an Olympic-level javelin thrower, <laughs> and he can raise the dead with magic. So maybe he can raise the dead oh, dead. Oh, boy. Um, I, I, have a, I have a theory on – I'm going to wait till the end for my Night King theory. All right, just wait for the end. Fine. Another one of my favorites is Tormund Giants Bane. He is the comic relief right now with him and Brienne, and you just want them to get together, but it will probably never happen. I think they die together in the first two episodes. I think you got to get. You, I think you got to cut the crust off this shit sandwich. Again. No, no, no. Brienne is shown fighting in Winterfell, so oh. she makes it to at least. All right. Well, all right, all right, three. all right. Sorry, sorry. Let me let me rephrase. I think I think you're gonna have a lot of character deaths in the Winterfell battle. I think that's that's their way of cutting the crust off, and uh, yeah. But I, I think. I think they don't make it through Winterfell. But do you think they consummate their relationship? Mm, sex? Yeah, yeah, sex. This is Tormund's only reason for living is to be with Brienne and have babies. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I doubt it'll happen. Yeah, it would be a great cold open. They're just like doing it right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's... Go ahead and go to to Cersei Lannister, uh, the only Lannister left in uh, King's Landing, and perhaps her baby. Just her in the mountain and Kyburn, and she's got the Golden Company coming for her to win this war, protect the city, whichever happens. I think I I think Cersei. Uh, ooh, I don't. That's a good. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. I. She's she's interesting. She's kind of an enigma. I really feel like they've run out of ideas for what to do with her. Um, I would not be surprised if she survives the season. No, no, I think she has to die. I would not be surprised. She has to go. She's not allowed to live. It's not really fair. I think it'd be interesting if she didn't. I think it'd be... She just... I mean, she kind of can be a witness to her own destruction. I kind of like the idea of, I mean, um, let's say the White Walkers win. I mean, and and she's the reason why, you know, she didn't pool her resources and help them out. And so that's on her. And she sails away towards Essos, knowing that she is the author of the destruction of Westeros because she couldn't play along. I don't know. That's poetic. I like it. All right. Moving on to the bro of the twin sis. Jamie Lannister, he's gone now. He's on his way, we assume, to the north 
to uh, hold true to his oath, his promise that he's going to help out to kill the to kill the dead, to save the living. I I love Jamie's character. I don't know. I mean, I could I could see him Oh man, I don't know. I could see him being I mean, he could be the Night King Slayer. Ooh. Fun play I on like words. That. Or does Jamie kill his sister and and that prophecy comes true? If if Cersei dies, if if Cersei dies, you have to think that all right, so moving up to Winterfell, you got so many people in one place. You have Tyrion, Brienne, the Hound, Jorah, Varys, and my favorite, the Hound. I think his time is up. I think he's going to end it in the Battle of Winterfell. Unfortunately, I don't think he'll face the mountain at all. Never see him again. You're crazy. You are crazy. There what? is Unless no he way. Unless survives Winterfell, he'll never see there the is, mountain. They're not going to be there. The mountain will not be there. I know that. So he has to survive. There is no, no. way. There is no. T- he is absolute. There. So they for cannot. him to survive, they have to defeat the Whites, make their way down to King's Landing, and try and take the city of 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 King's Landing, and then you might have the mountain versus the Hound once again for fans. Fine. I'm fine with that. I mean, I. There is no way that these two directors and writers of the show do not pit the mountain and the hound against each other. There's no way. Why? You're the one talking about fan service and how you hate it. And now I you're don't like it. I'm, it right I'm not now. talking about what I want. I'm talking about what they're going to do. And there's no way mm. they don't do it. Time's there's up, man. <laughs> All right, let's go to my favorite imp. Imp and ain't easy. Hold me closer, tiny Lannister. Tyrion and Gilleric, my locks to make it. I don't I don't think Tyrion makes it there. It, I mean, I can see it. it, it sad. It's too I, I hope he does. He's a great character, but I don't I, I think that I think he, he gets the full character arc and some sort of glorious sacrificial death. Do you think um, Tyrion like will go to battle and try and face you know the whites himself? I mean he went to the, the Blackwater battle. Ooh. And didn't fare too well. No, I no, I don't think he does die in battle. I think that I I I, I think there's I would be willing to bet money that he does not die in battle. He dies some other way. Um, syphilis, maybe I don't know. Yeah, that makes the most sense. <laughs> it's weird that yeah, STDs in Game of Thrones universe are not prevalent. Like these brothels are as clean as can be. Population. I don't know if they have like that. amazing health codes or uh, <laughs> checkups. Now, do you think there'll be any more like political upheavals or kind of public executions or trial by combat? Anything that was the Game of Thrones politics related? And I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's one of the problems with uh, Game of Thrones in the last season, season and a half, is the politics is such a huge part of the show. It's so uh, ingrained in its backbone, or, or not the show, but the story. And it's it's been missing from the show, and I think, you know, that's they've tried to kind of keep it around with some of the Cersei stuff, but it really, you know, it's gone. And I think because of that, maybe that's part of the reason why it's just turned into a uh, mad dash to, you know, join up the army and and have battles, and it's turned into just pure war. But the politics is why it was so interesting in the first place. So, um, but I don't think I, don't, I really don't think so. I mean, in terms of 
I think all we get is them trying to maybe cut a deal with Cersei, uh, trying to get certain people to team up. And that's kind of why I predicted, you know, maybe she doesn't play along and that causes them to lose. I really like that theory for the record. What about this? Okay, I just I just thought of this. What if John makes it out? Daenerys doesn't. Okay. Daenerys is gone. No, I I agree. All right, so you're in uh, King's Landing. The throne's behind him. Cersei's on her knees. She's in like a blockade. It's like a call back to season one. He's passed a sentence on Cersei for uh, to beheaded, and he swipes her head off. End okay. of show. I mean, I'd be fine with it. All right, let's get this over with. The worst of the worst, the Greyjoys. You have Euron, Yara, and Theon. Um, they're kind of a side story. I don't know if they'll really play a huge role besides right. the golden compass thing. So right now, Theon is on his way to save Yara from Euron, but Euron's going to Essos, and Theon thinks Euron's going to the Iron Islands. So I'm assuming when Euron, uh, Theon gets to the Iron Islands, no one will be there, and he'll have wasted his time, and maybe his a whole crew will turn on him and just kill him. That's my, my Theon. Because they're like, you wasted our time, you idiot, and they murder him. I'm jumping ahead on all these. I'm thinking, I'm just trying to think ahead to, does this person survive? Euron, Yara, no way. Theon I could see surviving. Yeah, Euron's gone, no yeah. doubt. Um, but I think Theon dies, and Yara becomes queen yeah, of the Iron I Islands. I think Yara goes. Makes I more sense. Theon sticks around after everything that's happened. No, I, I think Theon gets that honorable death he's been talking about. I mean, he's been learning from Jon Snow about how to do the right thing at all times and be a better man. So I think he's going to sacrifice himself to save his sister, and that's that. All right, so do you want to talk about anything else? You're good. I'm I'm good. I, I really want to get to this game. All right, so then DJ Hot Pie, spin that music, bro. All right, so now we're at the GOT Predictions, the Game of Thrones game. Uh, hashtag got predictions lots of people use that one we'll throw our own game on there we'll see what happens i'll put the um the sheet on our own twitter at movie underscore goat i'll put it on the game of thrones hashtag hashtag got predictions and see if you want to join you can dm us your choices every week and i will um, account for them on our our end so what the game is, it's kind of like a fantasy draft. There are 36 relevant characters for the most part, uh, creatures and humans, and uh, one undead Night King, or magical Night King. So they're all on the board, and the goal is to try and pick who lives or dies each episode. So for the first episode, it's a little different because you have to pick your champion or your, your sole survivor to last the entire season like you're going to pick them to live every episode all the way to the end so you pick one that's like your constant character and then episode one you pick five others to either live or die and if they live in episode one you get a point if they die in episode one you get two points and if your sole survivor survives episode one you get three points and then the point values increase as the episodes get um, deeper into the season 
and like next week you'd pick six new people. You can only pick the person once, obviously. That's it. They're off the board, except for your sole survivor. So hopefully that makes sense. Uh, I have the spreadsheet on there. It tells you the point value each week. And you can play along at home, or you can send us your answers, and I'll update it. And that's pretty much it. Um, I'm going to read off who the 36 are real quick, just so you have an idea, if you have no idea what we're talking about. And here we go. And here they are in alphabetical order. Aria, Beric Dondarian, Brandon Stark, Brienne, Braun, Cersei, Daenerys, Dario, Davos, Drogon, Edison, Tullet, Euron, Gendry, Ghost, Gilly, Grey Worm, Jamie, Jon Snow, Jorah, Lyanna Mormont, Melisandre, Madande, Night King, Namiria, Podrick, Kyburn, Rhaegal, Sansa, The Hound, The Mountain, Theon, Tormon, Tyrion, Varys, Viserion, and Yara. So, uh, Will, do you want me to go first, or you? Uh, you pick yours. You go first. All right, so I'm torn between two characters. Tyrion, my boy, and Gilly are two complete opposite characters, one with superior intellect and then one learning how to read. <laughs> I really do think Gilly's going to make it, but I'm going to make the hard choice and, and go with Tyrion. It's, it's a more fun choice. Have me more on the edge of my seat, I think, if he's going to make it or not each episode than Gilly, who won't be in the action as much, most likely. And I also named my cat okay. five years ago. I found this little baby kitten in a briar bush, took him home, and I named him Tyrion. So he's my favorite animal. I'm going to stick with him. All right, and for the other five people, I'm going to go for living, Yara, Liana Mormont, Kyburn, and Missande. And then my one person to die will be Dario, even though I'm not totally sure if he's going to even show up, but he's on the list, so... There you go. They're mine. Let's see who makes it out for my first episode. All right, Willie, your turn. My survivor is the Night King. I think he does not die or because he's already dead. No, 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 no. But I really think he's not destroyed. I, I think he, he is still walking around in some capacity. All right, so who are your other five living slash dying, whoever you want to do? I think Yara is going to die. Um, I think Euron is going to die. Um, that's two. I need three more, correct? Why is Dario on here? I think Dario is going to survive because we're not going to see him. I think Missende and Grey Worm are going to serve, are going to live. So Grey Worm, Missende and Dario live, and Euron and Yara die. And the Night King is my, is my survivor. My luck, stone-cold luck. I'm telling you guys, stone-cold luck. There's so many things that they can do with the Night King to have him survive. The obvious, the obvious ending for this show is kill the Night King. What's not so obvious is a twist where he's actually the good guy, or... Or where the White Walkers win, and he sits on the throne, as we see 
three, four survivors of all these characters sailing away for the East. And then like a medieval version of Styx. I'm sailing away. That would be the perfect ending to a show. And uh, for Game of Thrones, Got Predictions, Episode 1, I'm Justin. Um, We forgot to do Will's exit, so he's Will. We'll be back on Monday with our recap and our new prediction for Episode 2. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Oh, and uh, follow us on Twitter, at movie underscore go. Uh, go to Patreon if you want to support us, patreon.com slash moviego, or just search in the box, moviego. Anything will be appreciated. And uh, follow us at our main feed, too. I think uh, what is, we're doing today Saturday. Next week is rom-com, so get excited for that. Next Tuesday, adios. Adios.